0: Thanks for checking out the Refuge Official Podcast. Wherever you're from, we hope that this message will encourage you and help you grow in your relationship with God. And so tonight we're going to talk about intimacy with God, just really quick. And I got this like in two days, so I'm like, Jesus, help this make sense. <laughs> um, but when we talk about intimacy with God, it's really important that we understand that we don't strive for intimacy with God. We are not trying to get to a place that we're not. We are already intimate with God. And now this might sound contradicting, but what I mean is that, is that intimacy with God is not how you feel, and it's not about your perspective of God, your view of God, or your view of yourself. It's how God views you. It's that it's not... It's not that I'm holding on to God and I'm trying to be intimate with God. He's holding on to me. And I'm not striving to be close to God. I am close to him because he comes close to me. He reaches out. He's the one that came down to save us. We didn't go to him. He always is coming down. It's his perspective and his thoughts about how he thinks about you, not how you think about yourself, not how you think about God. It's how he thinks about you. That's the intimate part. That's intimacy. So it's what he thinks about us. Um, and <laughs> we are so not faithful. We are not faithful to God. None of you, none of me, we're not faithful to him. He is faithful to us. I just love that. We're, we fail, right? You guys perfect? Nope. <laughs> do you read your Bible enough? Do you pray enough? Do you do all these great things enough? No, you're never on your own going to be close enough to God on your own. That's why he comes close to you. So um, so this is what intimacy is. If we would define intimacy, um, and really if you look it up on uh, dictionary.com, it says closeness. It's like, okay, that's duh. Um, but this is what I feel like God is saying that it is. God is saying, intimacy is receiving from me. Intimacy is letting God minister to you. It's not we're trying to be intimate with him. It's a position of receiving. And sometimes it's hard for us to receive his love and to receive him, right? because we have walls built up, we've been hurt, we've, we're have we rejected, we don't understand, or we're still operating out of works, some works mindset, or good works, so we don't want to let God, we're not going to just sit and let, receive his love, because I still feel like I have to do something to earn God's love, and you can't, and so you just get to receive. So what if you change your perspective? So So going through your life, going through all the things that you have to do, coming here, going to church, going to school, going to work, doing all these things, and you change your perspective from, I have to do these things, I have tasks to do, I have to get things done, to, God, I get to receive from you all day long at school, at work, in relationships, in everything. So what do you have for me today? Or better yet, what about waking up in the morning, and what about asking God, Hey, God, what do you think about me today? What do you say about me today? What am I good at today? What am I going to do today that you want me to do? What do I get to do? What do I get to receive from you? What do you have for me? Having that perspective, that shift about the things that we're doing in our daily life. Does that make sense? Um, Give us this day our daily bread. God, what do you have for me today? because I just get to receive. I'm on the receiving end of your love, of your kindness, of your goodness, because that's what he wants to do. Um, so we're going to be real honest here for a second. So I will raise my hand also, but raise your hand if you can, you would say that, yeah, I probably don't pray as much as, I, as much as I want to or as much as I should or as much as I think I should. Okay, most people have, like, a lacking prayer life, if you want to call it that. But here's why you probably don't pray as much as you should or you want to or your spirit wants to, is because you're probably coming, most people are coming to God to pray, to have quiet time or whatever it is, out of a doing position where i got to do something before God, whether it's pray, read my Bible, I got to intercede for the whole world and change the world and pray for everybody and their mom and, and we just think we have all these things to do When I got to come into the presence of God and I have to do all these things because I'm a, it, it depends on me or something. But really, here's what prayer is. Prayer is receiving from God because actually it's a really humble position when you receive from God because you're saying that I can't do anything to earn anything from God. I can't. It's all him. He is the source. So I'm coming and I'm receiving in this in its humble, a humble position. And then if you think about going into your prayer closet or praying or whatever, if you have time set aside to do that, that's awesome. I don't really have time set aside to do that in my life right now, but I'm always... I'm always praying, I'm always receiving from God, I'm always talking to God. And sometimes I do have like an hour where I get to just be with God and it's wonderful and amazing, Um, but not very often. But if you do, that's great. Um, But prayer is receiving from God, coming to him and not thinking that you're trying to um, impress God or earn something from him. Um, And I think sometimes we do that a lot where we We still try to to just do, and God's like, can you just receive for me? Because I love to give. I love giving to you, and I want to give more, but you're not receiving. Um, Intimacy is also when someone knows you inside and out, and they still love you. And intimacy is when someone loves things about you, or every part of you, or things about you—your laugh, your smile, the way that you talk. So I have a story for you about that. Um, I have never shared this in front of people before, not because I don't want to, but it just—it just hasn't come up. And I felt like, yeah, I felt like um, this morning, actually, after church today, that God want, was like, "You need to share that." So um, when I was a little girl. I was in my bedroom with my sister, and we had bunk beds at the time. And she was in the top bunk, and I was in the bottom bunk. And how many of you know, like, when you're little, you get yelled at. If they're like, go to bed, turn off the lights, like, quit talking, it's bedtime, that kind of thing. So my sister kept coming down and sneaking down to the bottom bunk by me. And we just thought it was the funniest thing. We're disobeying mom. This is awesome. This is hilarious. You know, I mean, come on. That's what every kid does. And I just—I don't remember what we were laughing about. I just remember that it was—I just—it was so funny. Like I just remember this joy pure, innocent joy as a little girl. It was just so funny that Kristen was my sister Kristen was coming on the bottom bunk and Mom kept coming in, go to bed, and we were just laughing so hard. So I was sitting there. We're on the bottom bunk, disobedient, of course. And I looked over and I saw an angel. And it was amazing. And I saw an angel, and I'll never forget this. Um, so I looked over at the door. I'm trying to picture this. So I'll just show you. This is what he was... The angel that I saw, it was a man. It was a a man. He looked average, um, just like any of you. But there were no, like, facial features. I just saw a big smile. It was just a smile, just a huge smile. And he was leaning on the door like this with his arms folded. Big smile, staring right at me. (laughs) I know, I look ridiculous. But it it wasn't ridiculous. And you know the coolest thing? His foot was he was like tapping along to music like this. And you know what? The spirit spoke to me and said, your, music, your laughter is music to my ears. I love it. And God was like, I love that you're laughing. I love it so good. And, I'll, and that was it. And then I turned and I said, Kristen. I said, there's an angel. Did you see the angel? There he is. Oh, my gosh. And I looked and he was, it was gone. He was gone. And it was back to the natural realm and whatever. And whatever. And my sister was like, no, why didn't I see it? Dang it. She was so mad. And I was like, I don't know. I'm sorry. Like, God's not a respecter of persons. He's no favorite favorites, but I don't know. (laughs) But it was so awesome. And you know what? That, that to me, I'll never forget that. And so to this very day, to this very day, when I laugh, I just see God is just like smiling at me. He loves it. And that's how he feels about you guys. When you laugh, when you talk, when you smile, when you think, everything about you, he loves it. Yes, even your failures and your mess-ups and the parts of yourself that you don't like. So what you need to do is start thinking about yourself the way God thinks about you, not what you think about yourself or what other people have said about yourself, right? Um. So there was this quote that was going around, oh, I don't know, it's just so annoying to me, a couple years ago, and it was, it was in like the Christian Instagram and like the Christian circle and a lot of people were saying it, and this is kind of what it said was, um, maybe some of you are know what I'm talking about, and I, maybe there's a few different kind of quotes on this, but um, it said, stop talking long enough to let God speak. And I and that always, like, sat wrong with me. I was like, I love to talk. Like, God made me to talk. God doesn't, you can tell me that, but God is not telling me that. Myrrh loves to talk, too. So, you know, if, <laughs> if, but really, I don't know why we think that God doesn't want to listen to you, that he doesn't love when you talk to him. Where did we start thinking that, Right? He loves it. He loves listening. And the thing about God that's so fascinating that blows our minds that we can't rip our mind around is that he is 24-7 available for you to listen to you talk, to listen to you when you need help, to vent. Yes, it's okay to vent to God. Go, do it. I do it all the time. I'm always, like, talking to God. And my husband may get annoyed with me, but God doesn't get annoyed with me. He loves it. He's like, oh, I love it. I love talking. Let's just keep talking. So don't think that God doesn't want to hear you, that he doesn't listen. He loves it. And some of you may talk more. Tell him how you feel. Tell him these things. Um, God also wants you to ask him things. This is part of this is being intimate with him. Um, it is not selfish to take from God. It's not selfish to let God love you, to receive from him. Um, I love, I've said this before, if you've heard me speak before, I feel like I say this all the time, but I love, I love talking about the character of God and who he is because we can do all these things, right, but without knowing who he is, like, what, what's the point? But when we know who he is and his character, it's just like, oh, that's so, yes. And so I love, there's different characteristics of God, um, and this is one of my favorites. God loves to give. He's a giver of all givers. If you think you're good at giving, God is the best at giving. He loves to give. He came down to give. The Bible says he came to, be, to serve, not to be served he loves when you take from him. And I love putting it that way because we think we're being selfish sometimes when we come to God and we're like, God, I need money. God, I'm struggling. God, I'm depressed. God, I feel lonely. I need friends. God, I want a boyfriend or a girlfriend. That's okay. Be honest. Like we, it's not selfish. Does that make sense? Um, Psalm 46.1 says, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. He's always waiting to help and give. So I got this picture. Let's picture this. God is, God is just like, sometimes we, hold on. Sometimes we think that God is just like standing. He's just kind of like watching us and just kind of like, mm, good job, okay. Mm-hmm. Like a teacher or something. That, God is like this. He's active. He's moving. He's involved. Maybe not as stupid as I look, but probably not. But, but I got this picture about God giving. God is just waiting for you to ask him for something. And I got this picture of him. He's holding, he's holding this bucket on his shoulder, and he has everything you need he has everything you need for, the Bible says that his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of him. He has everything you need for everything in your life and to live a godly life. And he's just waiting. He is not passive. God is not passive. He is active. And yes, he's resting. He's restful. He's the most restful being, but he's active. And so he has this bucket full of everything that you Not me, not favorite people, not pastors, not people on stage, not you, you, you. And it's everything you need, and he's just waiting for you to be like, God, help me. Maybe you're going through your day, and you're having a hard day, and things are going terrible or wrong. God, help me. God, help me. God, speak to me. God. And he's just waiting with that bucket. As soon as you ask him, he is right there. The Bible says he's a very present help in time of trouble, And he's waiting to just pour out on you. He loves to do that. He loves to give. That's who he is. Ask him. I think sometimes we just don't ask enough. We're just like, oh, God doesn't care. We don't realize how much he loves us, I think. God is always inviting you to receive from him. I got this other picture about God sending out little invitations. Picture God inviting you, whatever it is in your life that's going on, things you're going through, work, or um, someone said something to you, and you're all you're upset, or whatever's going on, all these just little things that happen throughout the day. Picture them as God is sending, when those happen, he's sending out little invitations. Here, know me more. Here, come to me. Hear my voice. Hear I'm inviting you to intimacy through this thing. Come to me. Here you go. Invite, 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 invitation, invitation to draw closer, to know, to know me more, to love me, to talk to me, to walk with me, to ask me questions. That's what he's doing. He's always doing that. He never stops doing that. We just need to take the time to realize that the things in our life. Um, I, do, I go through that now through my day where... Um, people make me mad, or I get frustrated, or something like that, and I, now I stop, and I'm like, Lord, this can, I can be drawn close to you through this. What do you, what what do you have for me in this? What is, what is, what's going on here, and can I, can I know you more through this? Um, Instead, we just get ticked, or upset, or whatever, right? And God is always thinking about your situation more than you are. Um, Isaiah 55, 8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither your ways my ways. For as, hot, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. He's always thinking about you. The way that God thinks is different than the way we think, whether it's about yourself, whether it's about your Your situation, he's always thinking greater than you, and he's always thinking ahead. He's always thinking bigger. He's always thinking long-term, bigger picture. I mean, he's thinking about everything, the people involved, your situation. He's thinking greater than you are. And he's also thinking greater about you than you think about yourself. Um, Psalm 139, 17 through 18, it's... um, It says, how precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would outnumber the sand. This is God's thoughts towards you. They're innumerable. Is that up there? Yeah. Outnumber the grains of sand. I don't think we realize that, that he's always thinking about us, that he just, that just blows my mind. Um. So um, I don't know if, how much time I have left, but um, we're kind of getting ready to close here, and I want to share with you this story. This is a profound moment in the Bible about intimacy with Jesus. Um, Mark 14, it says, "A woman came." A woman came with a special sealed jar. It contained very expensive perfume. She broke the jar open and poured the perfume on Jesus' head. Some of the people there became angry. They said to one another, Why waste this perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's pay, and the money could have been given to the poor. So they found fault with the woman. So, so what they were saying is that, oh, Wait, there's something we have to do. We could have taken this money, or, or sold this perfume that she just broke on Jesus, and we could sell it to the poor that's a good thing, right? That's good. What did Jesus say? My version might be different, but it says, Jesus said, leave her alone. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. You will always have poor people with you. You can help them anytime you want to, but you will not always have me. This profound moment was so intimate between her and Jesus. And these people actually condemned her for what she did. Don't let people condemn you for resting, or receiving, or that you're not doing enough, or you're not good enough, or you're not being enough, you're not serving enough, you're not praying enough, you're not whatevering enough, you're not doing these things that are good things and we should do. In the story, they should have given to the poor. Is that that's something we wanna do, right? Yes, but Jesus said, you can do that anytime. You can do that all that's what you do. That's go ahead and do that anytime. But you won't always have this moment with me. And obviously then he was talking about because he was going to die on the cross. That's what he was talking about that I'm leaving is what he was saying. But for us, we have moments that to be intimate with him all the time. But maybe we're too busy, caught up in what we're doing or the things we have to get done, the things we have to do and um I wasn't going to say this, but I think I'm going to. Some of some of us, you don't even have time for people. You don't even have time to talk to people at work, at school, because you're so busy, you're caught up in what you're, all these things you're doing. When we really are walking intimately with the Lord and we're receiving from him, it just naturally it will come out to other people. And we have, because we're in a place of resting and we have time to talk to other people. I know people, won't mention any names, but I know people that they don't even say hi. They don't even, they don't even have the time to be like, hey, how are you? How are you? Because they're busy or they're, they're, they're you know, they're just doing all these things. That is not what God has for us. That's not what he wants us to do, how he wants us to operate. And, you know, we've been talking about, um, revival here at Refuge the past month or so. And really, you guys can stand up with me. We're going to close and we're going to pray and stuff, but I want to share this really quick. Um, We're talking about revival. And I used to, I grew up in the church and I, and I grew up having these fantasies about revival and what it looked like and that it was going to be where people are just raising from the dead and, and, just crazy, amazing things happening, and that's when revival's gonna happen. But really, when revival happens, because it's going to, when it does, it's a, gonna be a revival of the love of God. It is not just gonna be a revival of healing and miracles, and yes, that's gonna happen, because that. but those things are fruit of the love of God. Where the love of God penetrates people, there's freedom, there's healing, there is all these things, but really, the revival we're longing for is the revival of the love of God and the good news. The gospel is kind of turned into not such good news. It's kind of turned into like communion time is kind of like, let's all sit here and think about our sin and we're all depressed. And I'm like, am I the only one at communion that wants to jump up and be like, thank you, Jesus, for what you've done, right? Like, I'm. it's kind of depressing, but the revival that we're longing for is gonna be the love of God shed abroad in our hearts, that people know how valuable they are, the price that God paid to be intimate with them. And really the greatest miracle is not, what's greater than someone raising from the dead? It's, I'll tell you what it is. It's that God Almighty can can speak to you and be intimate with you every moment of every day, Isn't that amazing? Do you understand? Do you think about that? That is the greatest miracle that you can walk in is intimacy with him. And so I'm just gonna pray for you guys tonight. I just want. Said I wasn't gonna cry, but here I (laughs) am. I just want you guys to know how much God loves you. Gosh. Oh, Jesus. I just think that if we don't, we don't know how much God loves us, and it's a revelation, and it's a, it's a, it'll change your life, and some of you are struggling with sin, and you're struggling with addiction, and you're struggling with these things, and there's real help for that. There's counseling, and there's real help for that stuff, but, but when, when you know how valuable you are, that God doesn't condemn you anymore, that God doesn't look down on you anymore, that he paid the penalty for you, man, you will walk differently. You will talk differently. And I know, you know, I'm not saying you guys haven't received that because, but I think it's a, it's a growing process. It's a continual process that the love of God him, him being with you and talking to you and walking with you is the greatest thing you could ever do. When you get to the end of your life, you're not gonna be proud about all the things you did. Probably, I mean, you might be, but you'll. Prob- but it's about it's about God, walking with him. And I just, I don't think that we can move on from that. Do you guys know, like we come here every month. What are, what do we? we need a hunger for God and his love and who and him not us not to come here and be entertained in a great service and it's awesome I love it but God himself so I just want to pray for you guys that God would just send me myself like I I want to know the love of God more and I want to walk in that and I want to receive more from him because when I receive what he thinks about me I'm like unstoppable right and he wants us to walk like that. So let's, let me just pray for you guys. Lord, we just thank you for what you did for us. I thank you for the blood that cleanses us white as snow. And it wasn't just an event. It's a continual cleansing that we're walking in, that we're walking. We're, we're not sinners. We're saints that we're already free. And we have the freedom in Christ. I just thank you for that, that you're what we said earlier, that you're making all things new. We already have been made new and we're continuing to walk in that. I just pray for every single person here, Lord, that you would open our eyes and that you would open our minds to your thoughts and not our thoughts, but you would open our our mind to how you think about us and that this week, tonight, tomorrow, the next day, that we would hear your voice and what you think about us and how valuable we are to you and what you did for us. We're so loved. I just pray for a revelation of the love of God for every single person in this place, Lord. Revelation of your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, we're going to have the prayer team up here after this. We're going to worship and have just a ministering time. And just when we worship, um, we raise our hands. And sometimes it's a sign of surrender. But mostly it's a sign of receiving. Don't come to God trying to do something for him. Just come to receive. Just raise your hands and and receive from him as we worship. Amen. Love you guys. At Refuge, we believe all people matter to God. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to connect further with Refuge, feel free to go online to wearerefuge.net or on social media at wearerefuge.